to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Giraldi, and today we are doing our first ever Q&A episode. It's going to be really cool. Last week, I posted a Q&A box on my personal Instagram and Living Ardently, and I got a good amount of questions, so we're going to answer some today. Hopefully, all of them. It's only eight, but you know, I talk a lot. Anyway, let's get into it. All right, so I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed last week's episode. I have a good amount of people lined up for the next few um, IG Friends of the Week. Um, I think I'm going to be calling... I'm going to find a new way to call that. I'm not really digging it. I'm thinking um, calling Behind the Gram, um, something like that. Something a little bit more <laughs> catchier than IG Friend of the Week or Instagram Friend of the Week um, of the month, whatever the case may be, but... Yeah, so let me know what you think. Do you think that it's better to call it IG Friend of the Month or do you like Behind the Gram or do you have a suggestion? Let me know. I want to hear back from you guys. You can send me it on the, this on my Instagram account at Living Ardently or you can send it to mine, whatever the case may be. I just want to hear what you guys think. Behind the Gram, um, uh, whatever. I don't know. You let me know what you think. Sounds good to me. But anyway, this is another new thing that we're trying to do is uh, a Q&A. I don't know how often I'm going to get questions, and um, but I wanted to like to do this every month um, at least. Um, well, uh, yeah, at least. I mean, at most, once a month. So hopefully we get enough questions every week. Maybe one week I'll do a couple questions and then just save them for the next month or something like that. But we'll see how much we get through today. And uh, yeah, so... It'd be really cool. So I have a few that are more just like about me, others that are a bit more spiritual, more deeper questions, and um, hopefully I can answer them and do them justice. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm just a youth minister and I'm speaking from my experiences. So I'm not like the perfect answer. I'm not a priest and nor are priests, uh, are priests uh, rather uh, going to know it all either. But, you know, I'm just sharing my thoughts and opinions on these questions. So don't take them for verbatim and as canon law because I am not, again, the perfect Christian nor my perfect uh, Catholic or my perfect uh, person to answer these questions. But I thought it'd be cool to get my, you know, to get the questions out there and to kind of see what you guys think. You know, it'd be great. So hopefully we can share it, make this a bigger thing on social media and we can get people answering these questions as well. And maybe you guys, at some point, I got thrown the idea that maybe even doing like a voicemail like box where you guys can send your messages on there and I can play it on the podcast and then answer it on the podcast. I think it'd be really cool. Um, I've looked a bit into it and I have to figure out how to make it work and see if that's something that we want to do. So, yeah, thanks for the, um, the, um, the suggestion, George. But okay, so without further ado, let's get into it. Let's answer some of the light questions first, you know. Keep it all keep it all lighthearted. Um a uh, friend of mine, I'll keep all the I'll also keep all the names um an- anonymous just for for the sake of, you know, privacy. I mean, I don't wanna you know, the questions might reveal something about the person. So I won't say much about I won't say about uh call anybody's names out, but I will ask the questions. So one person asks, What's my favorite Disney ride ever? Um, fave Disney ride ever I think was the question how it was phrased and if you would have asked me sometime last year uh, sometime before December 
I would have said Mount Everest, Expedition Everest, whatever you want to call it, in Animal Kingdom. But, okay, Disney ride ever, meaning Disney World, first of all, because I haven't gone to Disneyland or any of the other Disneys like Paris or Tokyo. But Disney World rides, definitely, it was Mount, uh, Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom. But, recently... Um, the rise of a resistance ride in Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars land in in Hollywood Studios, um, the park in Disney. And uh, I have to say, that ride takes the cake. It was such an experience. It was so beautiful. Like, it, lo- it left me for a loss of words, like, for a good amount of time after I, I, um, I rode it with my friend for the first time. It was freaking beautiful so if you're ever thinking about going to disney world uh this past year or disneyland there's now officially open in disneyland too definitely put that on your itinerary to ride that ride and check how to ride that ride because it's very tricky you have to like be there super early to be able to make it on the boarding pass and to be able to make it on the on the ride so just just look it up how to get on it because it's a little tricky um yeah, but that would probably be my favorite ride, The Rise of Resistance in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. That actually seamlessly transfers into this next question, which is annoying. They asked me to pin Marvel versus Star Wars. Which is your favorite? First of all, rude. Second of all, I can't choose. When I was like thinking about it, I was like, oh man, would I choose Marvel over... Star Wars, I have known Marvel longer than Star Wars. I was introduced to Star Wars when I was in, like, college. But I love Star Wars. I'm playing the Jedi Fallen Order right now, and it's really great. So cool. Adds to the story. Um, Man, I can't choose. Why don't we just have both? Both and and we do a crossover where Iron Man comes into the or Anakin and Darth uh, Darth Vader comes into the Marvel universe. How about that? I like that idea. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think if you're gonna ask how what I've long I known longer, it would be Marvel. But. <sighs> No, I'm not going to answer that question. Both and. We can't we can't do one without the other. Nope. Sorry. Can't do it. But anyway, it gets into a little bit more serious questions now, so we'll change the tone a little bit. Uh, what is your favorite way to pray? Uh, personally, I kind of talked about this last season, but I think personally, my it, it kind of changes during the times. Like sometimes it's always the rosary or other times it's something else. And right now it's Lectio Divina. Uh, just praying with the scriptures, whether it's the daily readings of the day or some scripture verse that I kind of want to reflect on, um, and journaling. I like to journal. I, I actually just recently started getting back into it, which is really great, and uh, I'm on and off with it. I'm not super consistent, but I wish I was. It's just I don't have, I don't make enough time to journal. It takes a lot to write. So, but I encourage you guys or and everyone to journal because it's really cool to see where you've progressed when you're consistent with it, it's like, oh, this is where I was a year ago. And kind of gives you a chance to like be thankful for the gift of growth in your life and the things that have happened and stuff like that. So, you know, journaling is pretty cool to be able to see that when you read back at your journal entries and stuff. So highly recommend. Also, let's show the Vina because 
Get to know your scriptures, people. Uh, number four. <laughs> Another one of those controversial questions. Traditional versus or charismatic. Am I a more traditional person or more charismatic person? And I hate this. I hate that we tried to pin great things together like Marvel and Star Wars. Um, it's just like that. Kind of, you know, there's like great things in both. Um, there's so much beauty in both. But why does it have to come to the negation of the other? You know? And I get it. I understand people's reservations with um, the charismatic movement and stuff like that. But there's still beauty in all of things created, right? Um, I think the Lord can work through all of these things and both of these things. So I am a both and on this again. <laughs> like I, I'm not not that I can't ever choose over one over the other, but definitely like that is not. This is one question that. I, I had a feeling it was going to come, and it came, and I'm glad to give my two cents about it. I think we're both in church, not a either or, and I hope that um, if you want to get in discussion about it, we can. Um, I mean, I personally um, do love, I love both. Um, I do I do love the tradition, but I, it doesn't come to the negation of not liking praise and worship music, because, I mean, I, I, lo I love I love me some, um, some of that songs, you know, um, some Bethel, some Matt Marr, I can Dolo, all these things. Like I love them. There are uh, all this kind of music. It helps me, you know, in, in the midst of like all the secular music that I'm listening to, to kind of, you know, unwind and to kind of remember my faith and do these words. And yeah, sometimes some of these songs can be repetitive and have no, me like very little meaning. And, um, I don't know, I'm not a writer, I'm not a songwriter, but there's some, some of these Christian music that is more, you know, like deeply rich in their lyrics. So that's when I love, that's the kind of Christian music I do love, praise and worship and stuff like that. So I don't know, man, I'm a both and I can't choose the, I, there's no, there's, there should be, there should never be an either, um, either or this situation. They both, again, they have beauty. Okay. I kind of circled around a couple of times, but uh, that's the answer. Number five, how do you put God first in your relationship besides Bible study together? So if, personally, um, what I believe is that individual prayer, your individual prayer life in a relationship, you and, your, you and your significant other, your individual prayer lives with Christ is superior than praying together. Like you need to have a good prayer life yourself before you can even think about praying with the other person. Because then that becomes crosses dangerous waters of you if you don't have say you don't have a great prayer life but your significant other does, and you start to associate prayer only with your significant other, then they unintentionally become your god. Imagine they you guys break up in the future and the only time you pray, you've prayed before was with them, then it's dangerous because that's all you know and that's all you ever think about is them not Christ you know. Not to say that's going to always happen, but it's a danger and a risk that you're taking if that's the case. So that's that's kind of my two cents. I don't know necessarily um, if there's one way or the other, but personally, like I said, like if you have a good relationship with with Christ um, and you work on that and you and, and you and take care of that relationship and your prayer life, that will spill into your relationship with your significant other, um, ideally. 
it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be pretty. There's still going to be hardships. Um, but that's, I think, how you put God first is when you literally put him first versus your significant other. Um, at the end of the day, you're here to serve Christ, not the other person. Um, you are given the opportunity to be with this other person, to love them and to serve them um, in the way that Christ would. But, you know, um, Christ should be superior to all of that. He should come first. Um, superior is kind of a, you know, harsh word. But you know what I mean? Like, if you work on your relationship with Christ first, man, every other relationship could come easy to you. So that's my two cents. That's how I feel. Um, that's how you, I think you put God first in your relationship. What do you think, though? What are your tips? I'm, I mean, I'm not, there's not, I don't think there's one way for everybody. Um, every couple, I think, is different. But, um, that, I mean, again, that's just my opinion. What is yours? What do you think? How do you think you put God first in your relationships? It's for those who are married, those who are engaged, who those who are dating, those who even are single. Like I want to hear your two cents. Send that in, and uh, I'm gonna post a little post that you want to hear and see, hear your opinion. Okay. This one was a long one, but a super good one. Um, so how am I supposed to know? Um, how am I supposed to know God's will like those saints who are asked what they should do if they if the new world was to was about to end and say, keep doing this thing when I'm not a religious friar or a nun or something else? I don't have somebody telling me what to do with my day. Um, so I guess the base question is, how do I know what God's will like when I'm not a saint or a friar for my life? You know, I think this uh, this takes a lot of, you know, working on your relationship with Christ. Um, it's no per- it's no perfect or one way. I don't think there's a one solution to figure this out. I think again, everyone's individual journeys in their faith is different. Some some people find their call when they're like four years old. Some people find their call later in life, um, way later. And sometimes it might feel like you're just surrounded and you're just, I mean, I mean, alone rather than being surrounded by the love of Christ, you know. Um, but I think it takes a lot of discipline and understanding that, um, you know, discipline in your prayer, yeah, one, but also understanding that you're not going to know clearly always. And I think that's a, a thing of us, us humans as, you know, prideful beings and, um, we desire to know when it takes faith to be able to get to that point, you know? So definitely like work on it, go, go to prayer. I think getting some spiritual direction would help too. um, doing some fasting. I think fasting is super underrated when it comes to spirituality. Um, and I off, I as well don't do as much. Um, and I'm trying to work on that. And that's a goal for mine for Lent is to kind of, uh, set some goals for myself to fast, not just more than, you know, like, yeah, I do my meal prepping and stuff like that, but more than that, not just eating and fasting from things that I know are toxic for me. So, um, I think fasting is super vaguely underrated side note, but still, I think all these things, spiritual direction, praying, like, you know, just get, going to adoration, being in front of the Blessed Sacrament, going to Mass as often as you can. Uh, it won't answer your questions right away or, you know, show you God's will is going to be exempt. Um, I mean, again, I'm not God, so I don't know how, how, how I would show you my His will, you know. Um, again, these are, these, this is a def- definitely a deeper question that 
could be had dedicated a whole podcast towards and i can even have a guest and hear their opinion and have some priests have their opinion on it but um you know i think there just needs to be um some discipline in your prayer to kind of think about you know uh and and, and action um discipline and action really going out there and trying to figure this out right now i'm reading this book with my young adult group um becoming the beloved or what's the name of the book it's called Life of the Beloved by um, Henry Nowen, Henry J.M. Nowen. And I think it's a really great read and maybe something um, that you could you should consider reading. It's a really easy read, too. So, um, yeah, it's really kind of talking to stuff like that. Um, not necessarily the direct answer um, of finding God's will, but more so uh, the question of finding God's will. But more so to the fact of how to live a holy life in a secular world and kind of some breaking down of that, what that means. And uh, it's really interesting. So highly recommend you uh, reading that if you're interested in that. Um, But yeah, again, that's a really tough question, uh, a really hard question to answer, but prayer uh, prayer and action always works. Don't just sit around and wait for God's will to like be evident to you understanding that you know god can work and 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 will work through whatever you decide to do um and so don't be afraid of doing anything that isn't might might not be god's will i think trying it out i think the worst thing you can do is stay idle so you know pray but go do if you ever wanted to start a podcast today is the day Go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a, They have a free app on the App Store and it has all the creation tools you need that allows you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. This app and your cell phone is literally the only thing you need to start a podcast. Use a microphone on your phone, record a voice memo, upload it to Anchor, and that's it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, you can make money off of your podcast with no minimum listenership. And like I said, everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on the Anchor app. So go to anchor.fm to get started or download the free Anchor app in your app store. Again, anchor.fm to get started or download the free Anchor app in your store. And we hope that you join the podcast world. Let's go. Question number seven. What do you do when you're distracted with prayer, in prayer? Sorry. Um, this happens a lot for me. I have so many things usually running in my ra- mind when I'm praying just in adoration or in just in a chapel, trying to collect my thoughts. And what I've learned to do is kind of whenever I start getting distracted, if, if I'm in prayer and say something like another person or a situation comes up in my head, I start praying for that person or situation whatever the case may be like, Oh, and that might've come in. The, and like, I've been taught that, um, I think in college, um, by one of my, uh, my priests that I was doing spiritual direction with. And he said that, you know, if it comes to mind, there must be a reason why it came to mind. And I'm not to say like, Oh, everything that happens is for a reason, kind of like stuff like that. But, um, you know, if it's coming to your mind, a good way to kind of stay in prayer is to just pray for it. Oh, like, why is this person coming to my mind? It's like, oh, well, I hope they're okay. Like, Lord, like, please keep them, um, be with them in the situation, whatever it is, whatever they, they came up to my mind, whatever the case may be, Lord, just be with them. 
and I pray for uh, a holy, uh, ask for the Holy Mother to intercede, whatever the case may be. Like, just um, take that um, those moments of distraction and turn them into prayer, and that can help you, you know, like stay in prayer instead of getting, you know, taking yourself out. So that's a tip um, to do. Another thing is like if it gets too distracting, and if I'm really really distracted then what i start to do um what i've like to start doing another thing that i have started to do when i get super distracted when i'm like really bad and i can't get out of it um like i have too much on my mind if i was too stressed is doing the 525 exercise um which i learned from the living person on their podcast really cool um really just like your bodily response to doing this oh so what it is the 525 you five five seconds you're breathing in for like you breathe in for five seconds so it's a slow like inhale you hold your breath for two seconds and then you slowly exhale for five seconds so um you you do that a couple times and your body's natural reaction is to relax so when we get like so much going on our mind or if we're distracted sometimes our body is just like kind of tense up i don't know about you but definitely for me so what i start to do is just to do the five two five which is the inhale Hold. Exhale. So, as simple as that, but um, not necessarily um, the end all be all to my distracted prayers, but it doesn't definitely helps me calm down and refocused, um, refocus myself to what I was trying to pray for who's in front of me, you know, like being in chapel or something like that. So that's a tip, 525 if you're distracted, but also praying for what you're distracted with. And last question we have today, number eight, how do you call out a friend when they are not living a holy life? It really depends if this person was already living, like, you know, was trying to become, you know, as a Christian and is working on their spiritual life and then decides that, you know, like they get just caught up with a couple of things in this world. And, uh, before you know it, they're like, just like living a whole entire different life. If it's that kind of person, it's different than if it's just a whole different person who doesn't know Christ, who hasn't met Christ yet. Um, then it's a whole different situation. How you would, how I would suggest approaching this. My teens ask me this kind of often. And so what I tell them is that, look, if somebody you know, somebody here that you know is acting up or not doing something, um, hopefully you guys have, you know, made a established a good vulnerable relationship. There's that key word again, vulnerability. I love vulnerability. So um, hopefully there has been some set establishment of being vulnerable with one another with an being able to be vulnerable with one another and being able to like share each other's hearts. And so um, I would encourage you like to kind of get them alone with you. If it's just coffee or getting dinner and just kind of talk or if it's just walking or doing something, whatever the case may be, I don't know what extent if you're like um, whatever, whatever extent you're able to get them alone and just talk to them. Hey man, like what's up? Like how you been? Like how's your heart? Um, where are you at? And just kind of poke and pry. We can do it in person, like outside of things, but I feel it'd be more effective when alone, together, somewhere where, you know, you can't be taken away from them. And they can't be, ta- they can't run away from you. 
And sometimes they will say stuff, but if you if you haven't made that relationship, um, that vulnerability, like establish that vulnerability, it'll be hard to get that out of them. But if you have already, then hopefully you can just ask them like, hey, like what's going on? Like, like I noticed that you've been, you know, acting a little, a little different lately and it'll just be charitable with the way you approach it because... You know, the first thing you want to do is like, hey, man, like, quit, you know, quit, quit doing this thing. Like, this is not what a holy person is to do. Like, you, you don't want to come off wrong. You know, that's not a way to be charitable and loving to all our brothers and sisters. So um, especially with those who may not have known Christ, then um, try to establish that. If you haven't established that relationship, start establishing it by just like sharing a part of your heart about your hardships. And when they hear you opening up to them, they will most likely open back up to you. Um, and even if you did, I think that maybe if they, you have established that relationship, maybe you share a little bit of your heart and then kind of ask the same thing. I mean, that's what I do with my friends and, you know, at this point it's just normal. So it's nothing weird. Um, at first it might be strange and if you're not used to it, it could be hard. If you're not used to vulnerability yourself, I think it'll be difficult. But again, I think it's crucial uh, for any and any and every relationship to be vulnerable, be able to be vulnerable with one another, and to be able to answer these kind of ask these kind of questions with like with the best their best interests in mind, knowing knowing that they know that, not that you're trying to call them out and you know say hey like you're being bad, whatever the case may be. Like I, they should know that when you're asking these questions that it's authentic and for their well being, and that you actually care. So if you haven't established that vulnerability in your relationship, do that and then make it happen. Like just get them alone and talk. Honestly, like that is going to be the best way to get to somebody's heart. So that's my opinion. Again, I actually have one more question that I forgot about that was submitted through Facebook. I don't think I've ever talked about how we have a Facebook page, by the way. If you go on Facebook, look up Living Ardently, we have um, our post that I post on Instagram on there. And yeah, so and I also post the uh, podcast episodes individually on there. So if you want to go follow us on Facebook, if you're on there, go look up Living Ardently. It should be there. Um, but yeah, I got one more question from there. And it said, how do you stay faithful during dark times, especially when you feel like nothing is going right? So that one is a question that. I think a lot of us ask at one point or, you know, it kind of, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's hard to talk, to, to pray, to stay faithful in times where it feels like it's just so like either it's like repetitive or something like you feel like nothing's happening and you can feel all this prayer and nothing happens. But I think it's a matter of just understanding your faith. Uh, if you look into St. Mother Teresa, look up her story St. Teresa of Calcutta, she um, went through, I think, 40 years of uh, she called Dark Night of the Souls of Darkness, where she didn't feel God or wasn't feel God. But she continued to do her service anyway, to serve the poor, to love, to pray, spent hours during, you know, praying, adoration, rosaries with her sisters and serving, even though she felt she uh, felt the distance from God in his presence. And I think that is a good example to look at. Um, like even when you feel hard, uh, uh, like 
separated in these dark times or something that's just like you're going through something really tough, I think just staying faithful and staying in prayer and still going to mass and going to adoration and praying the rosary or whatever the case may be, doing your your root like what you would do when you are joyful and happy and in good standing with your relationship with Christ, like continue to do those things during those tough times. Just like in if any relationship, if you are having trouble in that relationship, you don't just leave and stop, right? No, you keep fighting. You keep going. And sure, yeah, you can make the argument that there are some like couples that, you know, when things get tough, they leave. And that's not the right way to be going about things. Um, they get divorces, annulments, whatever the case may be. And that's sad. And that shouldn't be the case. But, you know, it's a reality that we face. So when it comes to your prayer life, when it comes to your spirituality, when you start to feel like you're in just like this routine of darkness, well, which will happen to a lot of us, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that you can do, the, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to continue to be faithful, to continue to pray and to continue to be present, even though you don't see or feel anything. Um, it may feel like nothing there. It may never feel as if... Um, you know, it, may, it may never get better, but that's what makes your your that will make your faith even more beautiful. You know, I mean, think about Saint Teresa of Calcutta. Everyone thinks like of her, and you know, I was lucky enough to be. We, I mean, a lot of us ninety nineties babies were lucky to be alive during the time she was alive, and just to think that sainthood is is achievable in my time frame. That doesn't mean that just because you're you're who you are doesn't mean you can't be a a saint either you know you can be canonized someday um but all saints have gone through some trial and in that trial they stayed faithful and so in your in your darkness in this time where it feels bleak and nothing's going to get better stay faithful that's that's my best advice i could give to you and i don't know what you're going through and, and it might be easier said than done but I know there's, it's going to be tough, um, whatever you are going through. Uh, so some things are tougher than others, sure. But continue to pray. Continue to go back to the Lord. Lord, I can't do it anymore. I am exhausted. Help me. Keep asking. Keep going. Keep doing it. Be honest. Yeah, yeah that's what I would say. That's my advice. So, I mean, that's all the questions I have. <laughs> if you have any more questions, feel free to send them for next month's pod, uh, quick Q&A session. Uh, we will talk about it then. I will answer the questions the best of my ability, just like I did. Hopefully I did well. Hopefully I didn't butcher any of these questions. And um, yeah, I please continue to send them because it gives me a whole podcast makes it easier for me. And hopefully um, we can continue to do stuff like this and um, I don't know, make this a fruitful thing for us, you know, for all of us. It helps me and it helps, keep, helps me keep sharp and stuff. So um, some of these questions I've never been asked before. So, and some of these I've, I've been asked by my teens. So like, you know, it's stuff that I, I, I like to do and I already do. So I thought that I already just put a microphone to it. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and send your questions if you have any to our direct messages on Instagram at Living ardently if you're not following us go ahead and follow us we're kind of in this rebranding stage right now so um i'm 
trying to decide what I want to do. Um, if you've noticed, if you go back on our uh, profile, you'll see that there's like a tiling like theme with words and, and pictures with quotes. And I'm trying to figure out what to do next. I want to change it up. So if it seems like a little slow on posting, that's why. So big. So so bear with us as we do this uh, transition. Um, so apologies for that. But go ahead and go to our Instagram and send us those questions. You can just direct message us. Or if you want to um, send it when I do the Q&A box, do that. And you can also send those things to my direct message at um, It's Only Adrian. I will see those faster than I do see the Living Ardently ones. So, yeah, it's only Adrian. That's my personal account. So follow me there if you want to see my little personal life, what I do and all the adventures I go on. Um, I'd be glad to have you guys follow. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, by the way, because I, I know I had a few new followers listening and uh, asked me about the podcast. So welcome if you are. Uh, please make sure you're subscribed or following on uh, Apple or Face or Spotify or Google, wherever you're listening on this. Make sure you're following and subscribed so that you get an update every time I post a podcast. It's every Monday, but you never know. Sometimes I, I spruce it up a little bit. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a, uh, a rating and a review. That helps me get some traction. And people who are not following me on social media or don't know who I am or just happen to, can happen to stumble upon my podcast and give it a listen. Again, it's not always, it's not about the amount of listens that I get, but it's definitely uh, about getting the message out there. I want to the whole world to know, and I know I'm not the only Christian podcast. I'm not the only Catholic podcast, but you know, the more the more the merrier is what I think, and uh, the more opinions to, to hear from, the more people to hear from is the better. Um, you know, make yourself known. I mean, when you when you get to a place, you start to learn from people, and uh, podcasting just gives you more people to learn from. That's what I think. So, yeah, that's all I got. So please leave that review, leave a rating if you have no time on apple podcast but all of it's appreciated go ahead and send us any emails that you might have again we have a new email it's living ardently pod at gmail.com the outlook thing was just weird i was not used to using outlook and gmail is what i've been using for all of my other emails so it's like i just need to make a living ardently gmail and uh there was uh, then i found out living ardently was already taken so like who else is doing living ardently but I guess it's not that uncommon. So livingardentlypod at gmail.com is if you want to send us any of those questions. If you're not on social media and want to send us a question, you can send it there. If you have any reviews, please do that too, because that'd be cool. Um, you can go to livingardently.wordpress.com, um, uh, I think. Livingardently.wordpress.com would be our link to our blog site, which hopefully eventually be livingardently.com. I do own it. I just haven't used it. I haven't had time to to uh fix the blog site so we're in a transition state but we'll get there so yeah thanks again for listening everyone it's been a great 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 time i hope you like this uh new style of podcasting that we've been doing there's a different style of podcast every week so yeah i think it's just super cool i like it i hope you guys too but if you don't if you have some suggestions send those emails and send those dms my way about what you like and what you dislike i would love to hear it i would love to you know take your correction your suggestions and and try to apply it to the podcast to to make this an easier and cooler experience um for everybody so yeah i think that is all i have 
So tune in next week to see our first testimony. Speaking of vulnerability, um, we're going to have somebody come and share their testimony. I believe it's going to be my friend Hannah, and uh, it'll be great. She's going to share her testimony, uh, her faith testimony on here. And it'll be our first one. So yeah, tune in for that. It'll be really cool. Again, it's a whole season of first. So it's going to be cool. I, I'm going to, I'm excited for it. And hopefully you guys tune in next week for that too. And uh, yeah. So yeah, stay tuned for that next week. And I think that is absolutely it. So thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. And until next week, keep living ardently. Peace.